0: It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Fraser and Chucky G. That is correct. You are listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with Miss Karen Frazier and Mister Chucky G. Hi, Karen.
1: Hi, Chuck.
0: How's it going, sister? It's
1: going. How <laughs> it's are good. you? you look,
0: yeah, I'm fine. You look very lovely again this evening.
1: Oh, well, thank you.
0: I you know you got all. It's you very, get all,
1: very hot.
0: Did you get like all jazzed up just for me?
1: No, this is just sort of how um, I look, Chuck.
0: Whoa! You mean you look like this all the time? Oh, well, maybe not when do. i not
1: when I'm sleeping in the shower or when I first get up in the morning, but you know, <laughs> you say, I, I, I I try to I, I try to present myself. While I get up, I brush my hair, I brush my teeth, you know, take a shower, crap like that. So yeah,
0: and and crap and you crap like that too? Is that what you said?
1: Or, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, ah, and yeah. stuff and stuff like that.
0: And stuff. Oh, you look, you look very lovely. So well, I just
1: thank you. You, know, you look lovely as well. Well, thank you.
0: I try to. Uh, I just put a little mascara on today. You know, Did but, you? You know. got
1: a little eyeliner on, Some <laughs> <Little> mustache <laughs> wax.
0: I don't really like the lipstick, though, because when I'm eating stuff, I got, like, my mouth marks all over it. Except for oh, stains.
1: I know. That is so annoying. Well, but <laughs> now you don't have to wear lipstick anymore. Lipstick is not really um, de rigueur. It's not the makeup thing anymore. You wear lip gloss oh. now. Lip oh.
0: Gloss. Oh. oh, so lipsticks out, lip gloss is in.
1: Yeah, but the problem with lip gloss is it can be a little sticky. So, if you have long hair, sometimes, like if the wind blows, your hair gets stuck in it. Well, you wouldn't have that problem, but.
0: Well, well thanks.
1: <laughs> well, because you don't have long hair, do I
0: you? know. I just, I'm just messing with you. But so what? Lip gloss is like just like just makes your lips shiny, right? That's what
1: uh, it is. Like. usually has a little bit of tint in it, too.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yes, I don't really understand this stuff, so that's good. Good to know. Well, yes. our, our our guest this evening is a Miss Paula Rosenfeld. Uh, she's a shamanic healer, clairvoyant, and awakening-certified oneness trainer and the author of The Oneness Blessing, How Diksha Can Help You pre- Become Your Authentic Self, Heal Your Relationships, and Transform the World.
1: I'm all now, for a transformed world,
0: dude. Now, now I've been listening because I, I don't really know a lot about this so this ought to be an interesting show um but deke shaw is well, kind of that's like,
1: that's why we have guests so that well, we can learn about these things well
0: usually i'm prepared you know i have like no notes that i have like this that's all i got
1: oh yeah i don't have any notes either that probably I'm comes as a big seat. shock
0: i'm fine but yeah i just can't believe that yeah uh, i'm flying about a seat in my pants tonight but it's okay because she can she can teach us everything but it's it's, uh, it's like reiki right sort of i mean i don't know <laughs> Well, I guess we'll have to ask that question, won't we?
1: We will find out.
0: So what else is happening in the world of Fraser?
1: Um, So uh, our friend William Becker is doing his fundraiser for Rob St. Helen this weekend. Okay. Um, it's on Saturday in Portland at, I love the name of this place, the Rimsky Corsa Coffee House.
0: <laughs> wow, that's a mouthful. Well, no,
1: because you know the, the composer, Rimsky. Yeah. Rimsky course, I know. So, yeah, the Rimsky course of coffee helps.
0: I know. It was what you said. I was like, I couldn't even say that. That would have messed that all up. That's good.
1: Well, but I was a music major in college. So, you know, I can say a lot of the composers' names that are kind of a mouthful.
0: So, how's he, how's Rob doing, by the way? Is he, is he,
1: okay? uh, he's doing great. Actually, he's doing very well, much better than he, than he was. So,
0: yeah, I saw, like, I saw him on Facebook. Look, he was kind of like dancing or something. He was all happy and everything. I yeah.
1: I think he's, I think he's feeling a lot better. I don't know. I'll see him. I'll see him on Saturday. Looking forward to that.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not much going on here. Um, you know, I had the day off of work, which was nice. So, I got a lot done, you know, the laundry and all the, the exciting stuff in the world of Chuck. And yeah, I, I, heard, yeah. I heard and I heard a big day. Yeah, our DM was supposed to come in tomorrow, but I think I heard he stopped in last tonight and was just going to call tomorrow. So whew, nice. maybe I escaped. I mean, I like the guy. I think he's a really nice guy. I don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, they, they just freak me out, you know, kind of yeah. cuz you know you're, you're you're on the spot and, you know, there's usually something that's not correct, you know what I mean? So
1: Yes. So you hear how stuffed up I sound?
0: Yeah, what what's going on with that?
1: Well, so I have been rubbing ribs, and the rib rub that, because we're having a barbecue tomorrow, and the rib rub that I make, yeah,
0: just, just, I just go <laughs>
1: right over, just, but it, it's, it's uh, very, it's very peppery,
0: so peppery.
1: it, it kind of goes up in the air and gets all floaty, and I, I, I get a little sneezy when I'm making my rib rub.
0: I see. Yes. With the red rub, gotcha.
1: Yes. So now I'm a little sinusy because I've had like pepper
0: flying in my nose. Jeez. Well, I, I, but it's worth it, right? I mean, they taste
1: good. Um, I, mean, I totally suffer for for good food. You bet.
0: Heck yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I had I had my whopping can of uh, vegetable beef soup this evening.
1: Our ribs take like two days. It so
0: two days of what? I mean, we,
1: we 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 brine them for a uh-huh. couple of hours the day before, and then we yeah. rub them. <laughs> uh, Sorry. And then we wrap them and put them in the refrigerator for at least ten hours, and then we smoke them for, you know, anywhere from five to ten hours, just depending.
0: Do you do you talk nice? Then to we them eat morning? them. Do you talk sweet to them while you're rubbing them?
1: I make them buy me dinner before I rub them.
0: <laughs> and then there's cigarettes afterwards. Yahoo. <laughs> Well, that sounds actually pretty tasty, man. I wouldn't mind some ribs. I wouldn't mind any kind of cooking stuff like that. But hey, I got—I'm i I'm invited to a Fourth of July party. That's kind of cool. So,
1: oh, uh, maybe they'll have ribs.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. It's funny too, because you know, every so often I've—I've I've been having a a brewski. You know. Uh-huh. I'm not- you know, I'm not. I'm not a brewski guy per se. I haven't drank in a long time, but you know, every once in a while I have a brewski now, and it was funny because my my brother's like, "Okay, don't get too hooked on the booze." I'm like, "All right, first of all, it's not booze. It's just a beer. Second of all, it's like I had one. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm gonna go off the cliff or anything with one beer."
1: I haven't had a beer in a long time because gluten free beer is really gross.
0: Is it really? Ugh. Well, I'm. Uh, is is all gluten free food like? Ugh.
1: No, 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 no. Oh, so Because good- I mean, like, because I make everything from scratch. So I think all the gluten-free process, like mm-hmm. you know, the pre-made gluten-free food. Yeah, like yeah. gluten-free donuts and gluten-free cupcakes and stuff. Yeah, they're hideous.
0: <laughs> mm, you know. well, they're flavorless. Well, there's something like you know, like that's the sugar-free stuff. Some stuff is good; you won't even know it. And some stuff's like, oh yeah, not eating that anymore. So yeah.
2: And you by the way, by the way,
0: I would like to say hi, hi Cheryl. How you doing? How you going, Cheryl? Hi. She's see, just a she's wave. wave. Oh, hi. now she's reaching to turn hi. it on. Hi,
1: hi Cheryl. Hi. Happy I like Thursday.
3: To, I, like,
0: I, like to, I like to do it when you're not paying attention. I just say hi. And you're like, oh, crap. i got to <laughs> turn my mic on.
1: <laughs> I freak out. Oh, no, we have we, to say we, hi. We live, part. Are, we live for stuff like Thank that, you. man. Yeah. You know, it's what we do. I'm here to please. So um, I did have, though, I don't drink very much. I drink, like, probably less than a drink a month or less. Okay. okay. Um, but we were uh, in the grocery store and i saw this uh grapefruit
0: jalapeno vodka oh lord no
1: it is really delicious
0: grapefruit jalapeno is grapefruit good is
1: jalapeno vodka is
0: yeah and vodka vodka's like rubbing alcohol you could clean things with that
1: mm, no it's tasty <laughs>
0: I suppose. Well, you know, if you had a couple of them, I'm pretty sure that at that point, you don't even taste anything anyways. But I mean, I've tried vodka and it's just to me, it's like rubbing alcohol. I'm sorry. I like, Mm I
1: like, I like lemon drops, but I can't drink them because they have sugar in them. Um, and I don't do sugar. So, but anyway, hey, what we're we're switching stuff up tonight. We are, we are, you made me.
0: I did
1: look at Cheryl's like, what?
0: I didn't make you. I. Oh, no, you invited
1: me. Yeah, Cheryl. I'm What's doing the news. Here? Hit it. <gasps> wow.
4: Shocked. When the world gets weird,
5: and things don't make any sense. It's news of the strange and the
1: odd. I suspect that when we're done with this this next segment, that Cheryl is going to have a private conversation with you, Chuck, about possibly Great. never suggesting this again. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck.
0: Hey, you know, I had to change it up. I want to be able to. I want to comment on things instead of always being the leader. Okay,
1: so, you know. so would you like to go from the? You know what? Let's let's start with the one that's that's fairly mild. And Cheryl actually sent this today, and oh. it's just a really really creepy story. It comes from Huffington Post, although I saw it in the Daily Mirror and several other things too. Okay, right. and it's uh, it's written by Gr- Ryan Grenoble of the Huffington Post, and it was posted yesterday and the headline is this family flees new house over creepy letters from the watcher sues prior owners oh what? yes what yeah it sounds like a plot ripped straight out of a horror film but for one family and their three young kids the anonymous man who referred to himself as the watcher and sent terrifying letters about the new house they moved into is decidedly real you should see chuck you should close your mouth chuck This happened in Westfield, New Jersey, and the family that bought the house has filed suit against the previous owners of the six-bedroom home. They bought the house for $1.3 million, and their argument in the court filing says that they – that. Previous owners knowingly and willfully failed to disclose the home's history, namely that it was the focus of the watcher, an individual with a, mentality, a mentally disturbed fixation and claim to possession and or ownership of the home. The first letters arrived in early June uh, of 2014 after the family had been there for about a week. Mm -hmm. and the letter said to them that the house has been the subject of my family for decades and that he had been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. The letter goes on, why are you here? I will find out. I asked the previous owners to bring me young blood. Once I know their names, I will call them and draw them to me. More letters came in the following months, and the letters increasingly became more and more ominous. Here's here's an excerpt from another one. I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. One allegedly said, "Who has the bedroom facing the street?" I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. Another letter asked, "Oh, have they found out what's in the walls yet?"
5: <laughs> oh, Lord.
1: Legend stalker's identity couldn't immediately be resolved by the police. The family vacated the property and sued the prior owners. Hell yeah. Uh, The police department department has conducted an exhaustive investigation.
5: Yeah.
1: Um, but they haven't filed charges in the case yet. And the couple has tried to sell the house, but they can't because they have to disclose the letters.
0: Well but yeah, but they got stuck in there from the other people. (laughs)
1: Yeah, they're gonna. I'm sure that yeah, they're gonna win the case because the other people
4: failed to
0: disclose. All right, that that's yeah. that is that. You sure that's real? I mean, it sounds like a totally like a <laughs> Doesn't scripted Doesn't it sound movie. like? Yeah, uh,
1: it's on the Huffington Post, so that's crazy. I there's a full I, copy of the lawsuit online, at, uh Gawker has has it. Also, but we don't. We don't.
0: The, but you don't know if wait. But you don't know if they found out who the... I mean, how can they not no. Like, no, find No, they,
1: they're, they're suing the previous owners. The police um, department did
3: a thorough investigation, the story said, yeah. or the video that I watched said, but they couldn't
1: identify the perpetrator. They don't know who okay. it is. How can you but not... Like, so, so, here's the court. I mean, there's a court number. It's filed in Union County, New Jersey.
0: I mean, how could you not, like, find out who the person is by, like, t- backtracking the mail or...
1: So, well, so... It, they they just haven't been able to. The guy's been able to cover his tracks. But like, if you look at the defendants, it lists the previous owners, the title insurance company, the escrow settlement company, and then it says the watcher and John, John Doe's number one through ten.
0: Now did they you, do you think well, all right. So so the this psycho dude was the watcher was yeah. um like, was like terrorizing the was first saying, family. Yeah. And yeah. and they just decided we're just gonna we're gonna get out of it, we're not we're gonna, gonna tell anybody.
1: Yeah, we're not gonna tell anybody. And but, but that's against disclosure. I, I'm sure that legally they have to disclose crap like that.
0: Well, yeah, I was wondering, like, the, uh, all right. So the people before them, did they have an issue, or is it maybe then connected to the fir- the family? You know, before these people moved in, you know what I, mean?
1: I don't know. It's I. I don't know. That isn't is that creepy. A, isn't that creepy? Yeah,
0: I'd be like, okay, yeah. all the whole, whole family, we're huddling in the living room. Let's go in no bedrooms. Uh, uh-uh. uh. That's yep. young blood. Seriously?
1: Yes. Creepy, huh? The, yeah, they must be yeah.
0: talking about the... Oh, that's just whacked.
1: Okay, so my next story I, I is just for Cheryl.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And it comes off of... Um, oh, gosh.
0: Was it like Death in Dollywood or what?
1: Oh, Discovery News. This is Discovery News. Um, and the headline is this, Ancient Greeks Were Afraid of Zombies. <gasps> Cheryl. Oh, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my what? God. Oh, my God. The ancient Greeks believed in ghostly versions of the dead who would rise from their graves and stalk the living. According to deviant, really, according to deviant burials unearthed in the necropolis of a Greek colony in Sicily, known as Paso Mariano, the cemetery near the coastal town of Camarina in southeastern. S- Southeastern Sicily was used from the 5th through 3rd centuries B.C. The necropolis has yielded approximately 2,905 burials. More than half contained grave goods, mostly terracotta vases, but also figurines and metal coins. Two of the tombs, however, Cheryl, were unique. One body was found in a tomb labeled with the number 653, and it contained an individual who had experienced a period of serious malnutrition in illness or life, but what was unusual, says Carrie Solowski who is an archaeologist at the University of Pittsburgh, what's unusual about tomb 653 is that the head and feet of the individual are completely covered by a large amphora fragments. Uh, what does that mean? It's a large two-handled ceramic vessel that was generally used for storing wine and olive oil, but the heavy fragments found in the tomb were presumably intended to pin the individual to the grave and prevent it from seeing or rising. The other burial, which was labeled 693, serious three numerology going on here, folks, contained the remains of a child of indeterminate sex from the ages of about 8 to 13, so a tween. No signs of disease were found on the remains, but the child was buried with five large stones placed on top of the body. Solowski Weaver says it appears that these stones were used to trap the body in its grave.
0: Yeah, so we can rise up and eat people.
1: So it's unknown why the occupants of those burials were pinned, but their special treatments suggest that necrophobic beliefs and practices were present in Greek Sicily, Soloski
2: Weaver said.
1: Necrophobia, or fear of the dead, is a concept that has been present in Greek culture from the Neolithic period to the present.
2: That is.
0: So what
1: do you think? Greek zombies.
0: I think that's, Cheryl, look at Cheryl's a shaking Cheryl, I think that's Cheryl, how are you crazy. feeling
1: about that, Cheryl? I am officially disturbed. <laughs>
0: right? It's a walking dead from a long time ago. I,
1: I found that one and I thought I have to do that because I love Cheryl and she needs to hear about
0: <laughs> zombies. And she loves zombies. Yeah, and it's weird that they, I mean, they must have really thought these suckers were going to stand up because when they put heavy rocks on yeah. them and making sure yeah. they're yeah. trapped down there, that's that's pretty crazy.
1: I know. We have to talk for just a second because my last one is loading because I don't print them out. I just read them off, oh, off the screen that's, that's here. Right.
0: Well, yeah, but, I think this, I mean, do you think it's like, all right, so, but do you think it's like, you know, uh, voodoo, you know, when they talk about zombies where it's, it's chemicals and, you know what I mean? Like, not really. Dead no, I it,
1: yeah, I it, I mean, I think that the zombies kind of gave it a sexy sizzle headline because zombies are big right now. But basically mm-hmm. what it is is that people were feared. You know, they could have been afraid they were vampires too, mm-hmm. I suppose. People they they yeah. even it, it, the fear of the dead rising is goes back to ancient times. I mean, and of course it should because Jesus rose and that's, you know, may, if he did it, maybe others did too, and that's scary.
5: Mm-hmm. Here
1: comes the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh the last one was for Cheryl. Really, this last one is purely for me. And it's from Huffington Post. And the author is Lee Spiegel. And it's actually kind of a report on a podcast they had with an expert, but this is the headline. Does Bigfoot have a big dick? The long and short of it.
0: Oh, my God. Cheryl's face say- is in her hands. Did you just say that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: would you like uh, to hear the article yeah
0: please share sure. is it a long one why not uh
1: it's it's a little long okay Bigfoot, no All I, right. I think the lead will, will be, show you the lead will be lead hard will,
0: show you. will it be hard to read
1: it could be hard to read okay we just might finally know why bigfoot is always hiding he's embarrassed <laughs> You figure an an ape man with famously big feet would be well endowed in other areas. Yeah. But we sat down with Bigfoot hunting primatologist Natalia Reagan on HuffPost's Weird News podcast, and she has a theory as to why Bigfoot might be a big disappointment with the ladies. Reagan, who is featured on Spike's $10 million Bigfoot bounty, says Bigfoot might be big and scary like a gorilla, but gorillas also have a small penis less than 2.5 inches.
0: Gorillas do? Whoa,
1: okay. If you want to know a big, about Bigfoot's wang, you should really understand the wings of other primates <laughs> that you think Bigfoot is like, said Reagan, who is also an anthropologist and probably really well respected in her field, I would imagine. If you think Bigfoot is a large bodied primate like a gorilla or an orangutan, and a lot of Sasquatchers think Bigfoot is a def- descendant of Giganto,
4: oh God, Gigantopithecus.
1: Thank yes. you. Gigantopithecus, or in parentheses, or gigantodicacus, if you want. (laughs) Gorillas and orangutans actually have quite small manhood. Pound for pound, humans actually have bigger penises than other primates. You go, boys. Some believe that's because humans walk on two legs and they need a third. And at some point in the evolutionary adventure, genital size became an attractive quality in a mate. Gorillas, chimpanzees, and orangutans tend to walk more on four legs So they're not really advertising the size of their sex organs. Plus, if Bigfoot does exist, Reagan says, it would have a small dick and a penis bone called the baculum. Humans do not have this literal boner, whereas lots of primates have those bones in their dicks. I'm just reading now. I'm just reading. Of course, just because some people believe in Bigfoot, that doesn't mean he, she, it exists. We can only guess what this legendary beast is really like. However, evolutionary science might help us form some educated opinions. As a scientist who tries to teach through entertainment, that's what Reagan is really after, to get people thinking. Many Sasquatchers say Bigfoot has two modes of locomotion, quadrupeds and bipeds. I always say to them, make a choice, because if you've ever seen a quadruped try to walk on two legs like a chimp upright walking, they can do it, but they're slow. They move funny. It's not a preferred gait. Whereas you try to get on all fours as a human, you can do it, but it's going to be uncomfortable. You can't maintain that gait. So if there's a bottom line here, Bigfoot's penis size would depend on if he's more human-like or more ape-like. Not surprisingly, any discussion about human penis size can easily turn to testicles. What should be noted is that we have minuscule balls as well, Reagan said. Mm-hmm. Chimpanzees have a lot of male male competition and a need for sperm competition. They have huge cojones. Chimps have a fission fusion social structure, and there's a lot of promiscuity, and the males fight for access to the females. There's an idea of kamikaze sperm, where some sperm will actually outswim and fight other sperm to get to the eggs. So, um, well, first of all, I've got to say well-written Lee Spiegel of the Huffington Post.
5: Mm-hmm. But, um,
1: yes, so what I took this to mean is that Bigfoot very likely has a little dick but big balls. What
0: did I you was going to say, Bigfoot? so, yeah. Uh, and did you say that they had a boner bone? A bone? It's a, a boner bone? That oh, that's said? what
1: it said.
0: I think that's what it said. Which I don't understand how you'd have a boner bone or bone because then they'd just be walking around with a constant erection and I'd just be really confused. So
1: Bob mentioned in chat that gorillas are only one and a half inches yeah. long, and I would like to know if Bob was out there with his ruler or I, how how I, I, did Bob I, determine yes. that?
0: Thank you. I'd like to know how Bob knows that to begin with. So that's kind of creepy, Bob.
1: Cheryl, um, what do you think? What's what's your opinion on Bigfoot, Dong?
3: I just I don't even know what to say at this point. Well, I'm. <laughs> Are I, you I'm, mad at Chuck? I'm speechless. Yes, Chuck. Well, Thanks, Chuck. We will speak <laughs> later, Chuck.
0: Uh, from now on, I'm I'm taking over the news. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, but but I, I, see, I don't understand. You're saying humans upright have giant schwangs because of whatever because we're upright. But Bigfoot's upright, so why doesn't he have a giant schwang?
1: Well, but what she's saying is they're not sure whether he is actually. Upright well, yeah, you. Or
0: well yeah, and you can't tell if you'd be so, well, I I, I don't as far know. As I do know bigfoots big walk foot- upright.
1: When you find a big footprint, do you also find a big knuckle print next to it?
0: Or like dragging like a like a trail, like dragging along between the two footprints? I maybe? do not know. It would be I, a penis trail. A giant penis trail. I'm just saying. Well,
1: I well, don't think so. No, that time. would be that would be the taper. The T A P I R, uh, the taper at the zoo. Uh, Those uh. things woo. And horses, yeah. too, yeah.
0: Well, you know what? Next time I go to the woods, instead of bringing out some food for them, i throw a couple blue pills out there for them. Maybe that'll help them out with this little problem.
1: Well, you should probably also throw out the warning, then, if, that if it lasts for more than three hours, <laughs> you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> the the yes, chat we'll room discussion,
3: you guys, on this topic is just phenomenal.
0: <laughs> and Paula's like, I don't want to ever come on this show ever again if she's listening. I am so would you
3: sorry.
1: Would you like us to move off the topic? Is that, is that what... I'm hearing oh. you,
0: Cheryl.
5: Well
1: the thing. in on the that, next hour and a half yeah. we're going to have this very enlightened metaphysical discussion. Yes. I feel <laughs> we need balance in our show. Yes.
0: This is enlightening. I, I never really thought about it. I mean, I didn't even know gorillas had small wieners because your their gorillas are huge. You just think they'd be gigantic. Especially uh-huh. they what, it's, gigantic They have gigantic ones too. It's
3: but. break time? What? Break time right what? now? I don't oh. think it's oh. break time. Oh, no, we have 5 minutes left. Oh, oh we have minutes
0: five missed to discuss this one. <laughs>
1: well, I'm sorry. It, it it was the news.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. I think I think you have the news lovely. It was well done, Karen. Well done.
1: Well, Cheryl sent me one, so I was already I already had a leg up there.
0: <laughs> Watch your thing? That's freaking me out still. I mean Yeah, that was on.
1: from Cheryl. Oh. That was a good
0: one. And you think about it, it could just be the friggin neighbor across you know like watching just go watch we're gonna freak these people out it's, just,
1: he, probably their kids get on his lawn or something and he doesn't want them on his lawn and he's tried yelling you kids get off my lawn and this is you know this is how yep. he's getting them off his lawn <laughs>
0: get him off the lawn by saying I see the young blood." <laughs> that's messed up man I don't care how you I don't care how you slice it that <laughs> slice it sorry uh, that's kind of crazy That's just really whacked. (laughs) I don't know. I would be freaked out. No offense. I'd be freaked out. You know what I mean? You know, you're worried about your family and stuff like that. So, I mean, no,
1: I would, I would be freaked out too, because there's a lot of really scary people in this world.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to know. I want to know. I would love to find out, you know, if they eventually figure out who it is. I mean, there has to be some way of figuring out who it is. I mean, I understand he's doing the mail, but aren't there like fingerprints on the the letters or, you know, it's got to be something. I mean, come on. It happens in the movies. I don't know. I'm thinking. Besides that. Patty, you know, is,
1: Patty is sending me pictures of Bigfoot's
0: hand versus the oh, hand. Oh, f- crying out loud. Oh, I think that,
1: Patty loves Bigfoot.
0: I so. thought Patty was sending you pictures of something else, so that's good. I
1: don't think Patty has
0: that. That's pretty good, then, that she doesn't have that. Mm. Well, you guys
3: know we're having a Bigfoot witness on July 2nd, so you can go ahead and ask her your oh, question so. about Bigfoot. Really? We yeah. could
0: do that. Yeah, <laughs> Could you imagine that? Okay, now we have a really serious question. Does the big one have a big schlong? She'd be like, uh, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Like, well, my producer says it's okay to ask you because you're on the show.
1: <laughs> I noticed it in chat. They seem to be correct. They seem to be claiming that both times I've done the news that penises have been involved. I can't uh, help it, folks. I don't make the news. I just <laughs> report it.
0: There's a fixation, folks. You figured it out. First it was a bull, now it's a
1: I don't make but- the news, I just report it.
0: <sighs> Alright. Well next week it's it's my turn, folks, and there'll be no penises in the news.
1: What do you bet, Cheryl, he finds a penis story that he has to run? With? <laughs> I there's a good chance that's gonna happen.
0: Mm-hmm. There'll be there'll be three penis stories.
1: Well, just remember, Cheryl, you have total editing control and can cut this part out of the podcast if you like.
3: You are truly psychic, Karen. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
0: Oh, come on. This is good. So uh, does
1: this mean I'm not allowed to do the news anymore?
0: Uh, Cheryl's giving me that one gypsy eye. Like once a year? Once a year? Yeah, I saw it. I saw that eyeball. Mm -hmm. Were the other
1: two stories fine?
0: Yes, they were. Yes, they were a, delightful. Was, yeah, well, but. Were,
1: oh.
0: No, what? no, no don't, <laughs> don't. What did
3: Patty no. send you this time,
1: Karen? I'm not going to say because we have to go to break now. So here's, what, here's what's going to happen. We're going to go to break. Uh, and when we come back, we will be changing our tone very much. We are going to have a lovely and enlightened discussion with our guests. So stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back.
0: hey everyone it's me chucky g and i'm here with karen fraser
1: we'd like to invite you to join us on hazy radio every thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m pacific 10 to midnight eastern for paranormal underground radio in the dark with karen fraser and chucky g
0: We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests.
1: So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on HazyRadio.com. Hey, everyone. It's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, investigating the haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground?
0: Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG.
1: Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground.
0: There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories.
1: Kristen from the Enlightened Circle. Join us Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, where we'll feature great guests, enlightening information, and spiritual healing. If you have questions about or for the universe, the Enlightened Circle is where you want to be. Tuesdays at 10, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
4: Hi, this is June Lundgren, Psychic Medium. And you're listening to Chuck G. and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on Hazy
2: Radio Network. Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only.
0: Hello, this is Paramount Radio in the Dark with your hosts Karen Frazier and Chuck G. And I like that, that statement right there that it doesn't reflect what we're talking about on this wonderful Hazy Radio Network. And sometimes Karen and I get a little crazy. You know, oh, well, I, I, I do understand.
1: believe the disclaimers are for us, specifically,
0: actually. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, we're like, we're going to have this on the air, then we need to have those disclaimers.
1: I think that Hazy didn't actually have disclaimers until they found out the Paranormal Underground was coming on their network.
0: <laughs> and they added me to it. They're like, oh, God, get a disclaimer now. So anyways, I'd like to welcome to the show our lovely guest, Ms. Paula Rosenfeld. Hi, Paula, how are you doing?
4: Hey, I'm doing very well. Thanks,
0: Chuck. Thanks yeah. for having me. Hey, no problem. I'm excited that you're from Chicago, so you're on my end of the world. This is good. We're, the, you know, by the way, just you know, they call us the flyover states on this radio station. <laughs> oh,
4: great,
1: but <laughs> I have to oh, say, <laughs> e- even though you guys are in the flyover states, Chicago mm-hmm. is one of my favorite cities.
0: Oh, here we go, sucking up. I do. Man. I love Chicago. I know. I'm just, I know. I'm just teasing you. That's oh, because I'm in Chicago. That's why you love it. But anyways, well,
1: I loved it before I met you. But
0: okay, <laughs> wow, Just popped my balloon right there, didn't she? I mean, yeah, yeah that's, that's, my that's why. Right now, uh-huh. okay. So, anyways, um, so tell me, Paula, can you give us give us a little background on you before we get into everything else? Kind of like on you, like how 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 you started with all this, and or how long it's been. You know, kind of give us a little background. All right. Well,
4: I actually launched my career as a healer back in 92, so it's been many years, and um, I started as a massage therapist and uh, branched out into shamanic healing and many other forms of energy work. So I had been around the block, so to speak, quite a long time when I stumbled on uh, the oneness blessing. Uh, which is an energy transmission that pretty much rocked my world. So that's that's what I'm where I'm at
5: now.
0: Okay. Okay. You want me to, can I go? Sure, go ask, for it. Or, are you still
1: mad at me for the Chicago comment?
0: <laughs> no, I'm fine. Go ahead. Go.
1: Um, okay, so I'm a Reiki practitioner, and I imagine that you say that you did the massage and you did the energy healing, so you did like Reiki and things like that, right? Right. Okay, so it, the Oneness Blessing, and it's called, is it Deeksha? Is that yeah, what it's
4: called? that's another word for it. It's the same thing. Okay, energy so... Energy Transmission, similar to Reiki. In
1: some where way. does the Energy Transmission come
4: from? Well, it originates from India uh, for, oh gosh, hundreds and hundreds of years. Um a tradition there, probably 800 years, I think, is what it is, passed from master to student. And um, the people that brought it forward in the 1980s are known as uh, Sri Ama and Sri Bhagavan, a married couple, and they're in southern India. And um, so it was through them that it has now become a global global phenomenon
1: okay so um so like i know and again i'm sorry i have to relate it back to reiki because it's what i know so you say it's passed on from master to student which is the same in reiki um, and in reiki it's via an attunement so how is it done in yes.
4: Diksha? it's also through an attunement i would say the difference between the two is that and correct me if i'm wrong but Reiki is more geared toward healing. Yes. And okay. And oneness blessing or diksha, as it's called, is is engineered for awakening. Awakening. Oh, okay. And that's the difference.
1: Okay. Um, so, how does that? Can you can you explain how that works?
4: Yes. It. Um, you know. Getting one diksha sets you on the path. It's a question of how many would tip you over into awakening, and that's going to be different for every person. But what happens is that actually each diksha works toward causing a shift in the actual brain physiology. It, um, it activates the frontal lobe and subdues, the parietal lobes, which are the fight-or-flight mechanisms in the brain.
1: So it subdues your lizard brain? Yeah. Okay. I guess,
4: it, I guess, you know, I can't say, but that sounds approximately right. I'm not familiar with that term. Okay. But, All right. Um, yeah, the parietals are, are like at the side of your brain. Right. The frontal lobe is the is the area that affects your perception of the unity of all things it um, declutches the activity and the stronghold of the mind that constant chatter in our minds Mm -hmm. is what actually is the effect of becoming awakened it's it 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 unclutches they say the mind So, you have silence when you're not talking, when you're not thinking, it's quiet. And that's the same effect that people spend 40 years meditating for. Yes. But it can happen as a shortcut with Diksha.
0: Okay, so, all right, so I'm trying to understand all this because I don't even understand Ricky, so you'll have to bear with me. But, um, so what you're saying is by doing these awakenings, uh, using, uh, Diksha, you kind of like knock down all that babbling clutter that's in your brain most of the, most of the day, you know, when you're going through the day, even if you're doing things, there's always something going on in your head. Um, you're saying that it kind of like makes that dissipate. So that way you're more open in your head and, and, and quiet and calm. I mean, is yeah. there, or, and what is the purpose for that? Is it, I mean what is the purpose behind that, I guess? You know, to not well, have that.
4: Just to clarify it, basically what you said is absolutely true, but um the event of awakening is the is the first stage toward enlightenment. Okay. Um and it's given to you as a blessing. It's it's not something that we can control when this okay. actually happens. Okay but um enlightenment is one is the farthest end of the scale as we know it you know this at least this is where we're at mm-hmm. as a consciousness now in our understanding of this whole thing mm-hmm. but awakening is the neurobiological shift that starts you on a continuum of having ending in a complete um Realization
0: of the divine in everything. Okay, and and as all right, so as a medium or a psychic, uh, I get thoughts or I get messages to me from the other side or from my guides that 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 give me or when they just kind of come through me, and that's how I deliver messages or you know whatever you want, however you want to call it. So if i were to do this does that take away from that does it enhance that i mean you know you know what i'm saying does that make sense
4: yeah absolutely i'm clairvoyant myself so i know exactly why you're wondering that it it um let me put it this way awakening can absolutely enhance your natural gifts okay um, um, there's, there's just more fluidity in everything. Mm-hmm. In there's there probably
1: there. less noise from from your ego, I would imagine too. Exactly.
0: Well, you're exactly. still going to get the messages. You're still going to hear what you Absolutely. need to. Hear. Okay, I got in you. In
4: fact, the messages might be stronger and clearer. It doesn't mean that if someone doesn't have that that gift, shall we mm-hmm. say? I mean, I believe, and I don't know. You you might feel differently. That everyone's got that. No, I yes. agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like, you know, if we if we practice really hard we can probably play the piano. But some people are just fantastically gifted with it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with clairvoyance or psychic you know, psychic powers I would say. Mm-hmm. So if that's your gift you become more of who you are in your spirit or your soul when you awaken. Okay. You're
0: more authentic. Okay. Yeah. That, that's that was my next question. Was what, what was the, what's the verbiage behind authentic self? I mean, is it because we're taking away our egos and what, whatever we've learned since we've been on the planet, and now it's whatever is really inside of us is coming out? Or I'm well, that's, to it.
4: Um, yeah, you're on the right track with that too. It's it's kind of complicated in that who are we? You mm-hmm. know, asking that question and reflecting on it, we're not the thoughts in our head. We're not that constant mental chatter. That actually comes from a a pretty vast um energy of conditioning. You know, it it would depend on what you've inherited from your ancestors, your school, your parents, you know, these messages we all get. Somehow it's so universal that across countries people are thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. It's The mind is all about protecting you from feeling these um insecurities that sort of live out there Mm -hmm. in the stratosphere. The mind is all about survival. So what happens is the mind has become stronger and stronger and all that chatter, all that conditioning, all that reactivity and addiction, which is pretty prevalent in the world, has covered up, you know, what is the quiet still voice that they talk about for instance in the Mm -hmm. bible and it's not usually even that quiet when you start being able to hear it but it's it's the still voice it's the knowingness it's what is in your heart and that's your authentic self
0: okay um yeah okay so and you're saying that when we're, when our, when our, the way our minds are normally because of all this conditioning is from the back end of our head. I'll make it simple <laughs> versus using the frontal part of our brain. Um, to where this particular calmness and less, uh, noise would be, which kind of, I mean, to me, it seems like, I mean, cause I'm always told, you know, your third eye. And, uh, you know, with your chakra and everything, it's right in that area. Is, is that kind of like what we're, t- we're talking about, like opening that up?
4: Um, yeah, it might or, uh, be. I never thought about it right there. It might be right around the third eye. Um,
0: okay.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a consciousness shift that we're mm-hmm. talking about, a perception yeah. shift. And as so you I, become... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, as you go further along once you've awakened what happens is your consciousness expands so yeah you might say your third eye your perception is expanding you're seeing you're seeing existence from the bird's eye view rather than down at the ant's view
1: okay so you're saying you're going from ego identification to oneness identification would that be yeah. an accurate way of describing it Okay. All right. So, um, I, I am a firm believer that we are all one and I have had very brief glimmers where I've actually experienced that very, 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 very brief and, uh, always go away quickly. So how does one move? It's a beautiful state to be in, but like I say, for me, very brief, (laughs) So how does one move into it in a way that's mindful and stay there?
4: Well, this is, you know, this is the grace of awakening. We can't force it. In oneness, we call what you just described awakened states. You can have brief experiences, but once you actually, once your brain has made that shift, that starts becoming more and more your reality. And um, it's not something we can force. It's a gift. The miracle of this phenomenon, and just like Reiki is a miracle too, right? But it's making it available to the masses. You don't have to study in India with a master for 40 years and then get one diksha. You know, that's how it was done for like 800 years. Mm -hmm. There has been an entry now into a whole new age. And this is according to the Vedic traditions, the Mayan traditions. Uh, You know, so many um, world traditions have predicted that there is a new age we've stepped into now. Mm -hmm. And that is the age of, of oneness.
5: Right. It's
4: mm. not the the diksha that's talking about this. It's not the, just the oneness blessing. I'm sure you've had many guests talking about oneness. It's out there. It's happening. And it's well, it's
5: experiential
4: it, thing.
1: It's ultimate reality is what it is. I mean, so so it's just we don't necessarily perceive it well.
4: Exactly. We've been blocked. We've gone through some very dark ages where we ultimately came to identify in this last stage so strongly with the mind and so separate. And
1: well, sure, I think therefore I am. I mean, that's that's a pretty yeah. strong statement of identification with the mind. Right, Yeah, exactly. And
0: particularly
4: now, in the Western cultures. Sure. You know.
0: Now we had a question in a chat from Bob uh he he wanted to know if you knew what is the difference between what you're talking about and mindfulness meditation
5: good
4: question um mindfulness is a technique that quiets the mind and it's it's very wonderful i practice it myself mm-hmm. and and it's honored in oneness in the in the oneness teachings Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily cause that permanent shift in the brain so you can go and you could sit and slowly over time the stillness becomes a part of you you know a part of the way you function you don't react as quickly to the triggers you know other people cause us the charges you, you start maintaining a stillness through mindfulness meditation. Again, I just say, diksha is a shortcut. They're not so, exclusive by any means. You know, right. Complement each other.
0: Now, well, but but the, uh, then I guess if you're if you're doing that, then what you're saying is that it changes. I mean, your your your, your whole. I don't know how to explain this. Like, you know, your emotions and such that how you react to things, how you deal with stuff every day, all the time, it's going to change all of that.
1: Well, it changes your sense of self,
4: doesn't it? Yeah, well, you're cultivating the witness self, and that's what happens when you awaken. You realize you're not your mind, you're not your body, and who is noticing all of that? That's your witness self. That's your authentic self, your consciousness, and that's the the oneness is this one consciousness that permeates everything
0: now by by all right but by doing this, you know we we live our daily lives uh, having to do with people and situations and emotions and everything that's put on this planet for us, so by doing this and taking this away per se, or opening us up in a different way where we don't have that those voices and stuff like that, does that make us more vulnerable to everything around us?
4: That's a great question. Um, first, I would say that the process of awakening is such in that you don't lose your ego at all right away until maybe you've reached enlightenment. Mm-hmm. You know, the state that a Buddha or a Jesus might have reached and other people who who are well known in that sense um so um you'll still notice your mind in the early stages a lot and it becomes less and less as time goes on in terms of vulnerability to what's around us Mm -hmm. i would say yes in in a sense it increases your sensitivity But that doesn't put you in any kind of risk. It's not vulnerable in the way that it could be harmful. You have actually a much better tool. You have your perception of the bigger picture. So when you see, for instance, someone getting triggered by a comment you made, how often does that happen?
0: Yeah. Like every
4: day, right? Yeah,
0: all the time. Yeah.
4: All the time. So instead of Automatically, reflexively engaging with that person and pretty soon you have a, you know, a new difficulty in your relationship. Instead you, you perceive, oh wow, they're having a bad day. I'm just noticing that. And you might come up with a, di- a comment like, you know, are you feeling upset? Or something that is not reactive uh, what happens in our normal life and relationships and life is relationships let's face it and this is what oneness teaches mm-hmm. that relationships do help define us they are they give our life meaning they're extremely important but what happens is most of the time we're living in untruth We've created stories about other people. You know, they looked at us the wrong way, we think, so that means they're snobby. Or, you know, we make all these assumptions, we create stories. Pretty soon, we're not at all relating to the reality in our relationship. Yep. The reality is probably it's two very tender people who in their heart of hearts are still feeling like they're four years old.
5: Yeah. You
1: know. It actually it sounds works. a lot like um uh, Byron Katie talks about a lot of this stuff too. Do you know who Byron Katie exactly. is? Yeah, it sounds yeah. a lot like her stuff. Um and I love her because it just it makes so much sense to me, but boy, it's so much easier uh theoretically than in practice, isn't it?
4: Absolutely. And that's where the shift and the actual physiological change of awakening is such a gift because it becomes an experience not a concept not something you read about it just in a book Got you it. help work at you begin to live it
5: oh,
1: sounds good to me so let's do this we, uh, it's perfect time to take our break uh, we will take a break and when we come back we will continue this conversation stick around you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network we'll be right back
0: Ranger Station. Hi, I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second, I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous, and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ant Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
2: Hey, Hazy Radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. life in the universe with madeline rudy discussing paranormal happenings in everyday life with psychics healers and intuitives from all over the world call in to receive healing energy and balancing learn how to create the most fulfilling life possible from healers intuitives and life coaches to help you move along your path in life that's life in the universe every tuesday and thursday at twelve p.m. eastern only on the Hazy Radio Network.
1: This is Kristen from the Enlightened Circle. Join us Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, where we'll feature great guests, enlightening information, and spiritual healing. If you have questions about or for the universe, the Enlightened Circle is where you want to be. Tuesdays at 10, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
0: Are you looking for a show that this the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip. A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one. Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal, where Paranormal Street Talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network.
1: Hi, this is Brian Larkin. You are listening to Chucky e. G and Karen Frazier, a paranormal underground radio in the dark on, on the Hay-Z Radio Network. The hostesses with the most ghostesses.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that intro, by the way. That is really cool. Hello. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark on the hazy radio network. I'm your host, Chucky e. G, along with Karen Frazier and our lovely guest, Miss Paula Rosenfeld. We've been having a really good conversation too about, uh, Deeksha, the oneness blessing, um, which I found really interesting. And now we're going to move on to something else. Isn't that correct, Karen?
1: Well, yes, I think that Paula wanted to explain. She So, Paula is, I, I don't know the proper terminology. I was just going to say Paula was going to give us some good deeksha, but I'm pretty sure that's not how you say it. So, Paula, could you explain what is about to occur?
4: Certainly. So, um, as I said, um, diksha is an energy transmission. Normally, um, it's passed from the hands of a diksha giver, Who's been initiated to pass it on and it goes from from the blessing givers hands to the top of someone's head and um, it can also be transmitted through intention just like reiki can also mm-hmm. so what i thought i would do is send out an intentional oneness blessing to everyone and uh, even if you're listening to this as a recording, I'm, I'm intending it to be um, just as powerful. Um, energy, you know, has really not a lot to do with time or place. So just by the power of intent, I'm sending this out to everyone. And um, so I'll just, are we ready to do it now?
0: Sure. Yeah, sure. Just let us know when we're done too, so we don't sit just I will. stay quiet. Okay. I, I cool. will. Right. So I'm
4: just right. gonna guide you into receiving it um a little bit and then I'll guide you out of it too. Okay. It'll be silent. I won't be talking when I'm transmitting the Diksha and that will be for about thirty seconds okay. of time. All right. All right, so just turn inward now. Close your eyes. Uh don't do this if you're driving. Um, but if you're able to sit down um, just relax, just begin to focus on your breath a little, just taking some deep breaths in and deep exhales we're very connected to our breath, so as we slow our breath we also slow our mind and that's what we want to do. We want to move from our mind to our heart. So just continue breathing and just pull in all your energy from your day, everything it took to get here, to be in this moment. Let go of thinking about what you should have done and what you will do. Just focus on the breath. And then turn your attention to your heart, your heart chakra, the the energy center in the middle of your chest. And um if you prefer you can focus on the top of your head. If that feels more natural. That's called the crown chakra. And that's our connection to uh whether you want to call it higher self or God or spirit the universe that comes to us through our crown chakra. So just find yourself a comfortable place to rest your focus, either the heart or the top of the head, and just enjoy. Just put the intention on your part to receive this diksha and to have it help your mind become still, and your um, awakening to begin occurring. And I'm transmitting it now. received it and very slowly and gently come back into the room you're in and when you're ready you can open your eyes you may have felt something maybe you didn't but just know that the transmission has occurred and your higher power your spirit we'll
0: use the energy in the best possible way for each one of you. I, I found that to be very interesting uh, because as I, I decided to, you know, focus on the top of my head um, and I felt very like light and I actually felt kind of like I don't know if, I, if tingly is the correct word, but like, uh, I just felt like everything just emptied. That's the easiest way to say it. Everything just kind of emptied out and it felt very light and I was very calm. And it was. Carol very- and I
1: are both dizzy.
0: It was, were you both dizzy?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I felt light would be the perfect word. It just felt very like. Empty, but not in a bad way. Like everything just kind of emptied out. It was all good. I wasn't thinking about anything. That this is the first time I haven't where my brain wasn't thinking about. Like when someone's trying to do this, you know, and I'm trying. I'm trying like try to concentrate. I had no problem concentrating. Everything just kind of went. Whooshed. It was that's just very beautiful. quiet inside. It was very peaceful for a change. And that's
4: the state of a, what awakening feels like. The. the Mind
0: declutches, and it's quiet. I liked it.
1: I like quiet. Let me tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so you
5: dizzy,
1: you said. I, 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 when I opened my eyes, I, but maybe dizzy wasn't the word. Maybe light was a better word for it. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um. Yeah. So there's a there's a um, concept in Reiki that that even though you put your hands in different places, the Reiki goes where it needs to go. And you kind of said something similar that's a similar principle, which is that your higher self knows what to do with this, which is actually what I think the the concept Reiki goes where it needs to go is to your your higher self knows what to do with it. So I'm assuming that's a fairly important concept. That that yeah. we consciously don't need to know what to do with it, and we just have to trust that that our soul will use it for our greatest good,
4: exactly, very, very true, and that's how all of life is really. We don't know why things happen the way they do, you know, but there is a bigger i believe there is a bigger purpose and a bigger plan than that we are just not always aware of but it's happening it's loving us it's guiding us it's moving us in a direction of of goodness
1: yeah i agree with that
0: no yeah we have like and there's two questions in chat should i go for both of them can or, or yeah you go ahead Okay. All right. So the first one was, uh, they're both from Bob, but uh, with Reiki, you have to, I thought we kind of covered this though. You have to have the person's permission to, oh, to transfer energy. Do you have to do that with this technique? Do you, do you have to have permission or can you just do it? Or well, I would assume you want to permission, but you know.
5: You know,
4: we we consider it comparable to prayer. So the answer I would say is no, you don't need permission. But if you feel uncomfortable about it, Mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and ask okay. if someone doesn't wanna receive on on whatever level unconscious you know if their spirit doesn't deem it's appropriate, it just won't be used
1: okay. i was gonna I was just gonna say if it isn't part of their path right now, it just sort of it it it's gone right I mean not gone, but it's it's not maybe activated right now,
4: yeah, it doesn't harm in any way it just you know. Activated. That's a good mm. word.
0: Yeah. And his other question was, uh, and it says, if a soul is supposed to be experiencing sickness, does this technique negate their their lessons? That's a interesting question.
4: Yeah, that is interesting. You can't you can't negate the lessons. Um, you can maybe move through them with mm-hmm. ease and grace. Um, I, myself, just went through a physical experience, and um, I still had to go through it, but but the amount of blessings and grace mm-hmm. was phenomenal. Like, you know, the right people showed up to help in the right way, uh, good doctors, mm-hmm. you know, everything was supporting the experience. But Diksha does not take pain away. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, pain is part of life. Right. But as they say, um, pain, how do they say it? Suffering is optional. You know, Mm -hmm. we have pain because we're alive at times. Right. It could be physical, it could be emotional, like a loss of a loved one. Mm -hmm. But suffering comes from resisting the pain yeah so this and, and in fact mindfulness meditation teaches this too that when you have a physical pain in your body our natural reflux reflex is to resist it to try and numb it take some medication you know distract yourself whatever the the actual thing to do is to go deeper into it to welcome it and what happens is you can have the pain because it's a sensation but you could actually even be in bliss at the same time and and I've experienced this numerous times I'm having a physical pain but the inner joy is amazing because i'm not resisting it joy is our natural state we suffer and we become unhappy because we resist almost everything in our lives most of the time our feelings our circumstances our relationships our growth right
1: yeah absolutely chuck's, chuck's, Chuck, chucks check does this sound like a conversation we've had recently
0: yes <laughs> yes, it yes, it does. Um, yeah, cause I'm going through some stuff in my life right now, uh, pretty heavy stuff emotionally, not physically, but emotionally. And, uh, it really hit a nerve when you said, uh, emotionally that there's a difference between the pain of what you feel of what's happening to you versus the suffering of yeah. what you go through. And that, that makes a lot of sense cause because uh, you're resisting what the inevitable is. I mean, it's, it is what it is, but yet you try to stop it because you don't want it to be so. So that's the part of suffering, which is what I'm kind of trying to get out of doing because I've been going through that quite a lot. So, um, the, well- the, yeah. That-
1: So I had, you know, when you were talking about that, it brought to mind an experience I had when I was in my early 20s, and I had my very first migraine headache ever. And I've had migraines since I was in my early 20s and and continue to have them to this day. Um, And... I just didn't know. I mean, God, I didn't know what was going on. All I knew is my head hurt so bad, and I didn't know what to do. And so I went into my room, and I laid down. I didn't take anything for it. And I, I don't know why, but I just decided that I was going to go into the pain and experience it. I mean, and I was not a wise 20-something-year-old. I was an idiot. Um, so I don't know where the, the idea to do this came from. But I did it, and and it was fine. I mean, and it was excruciating until I went into the pain and went with it instead of against it.
4: Yes. Beautiful. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And we create stories about the pain. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm dying. You know, (laughs) "Uh, what is this? Maybe I'm having a heart attack or, you know, all that creates more suffering. Yeah. That's just what the mind does. It's always trying to analyze and be in control. And let's face it, having pain is not something you can usually control. I mean, you can muffle it with aspirin or whatever. But if you have a a really serious physical condition, like you break your leg, you know, it's got to go through a healing process.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, if you break your
4: heart, it has to go through a healing process, too. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So the oneness teaching is that, that one would ideally sit down every time you're having a strong emotion and stay with it.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, yeah. sadness, grief, fear, go deeper into it. Let it really get big because what happens is these emotions are just energy moving through our body. And if we don't resist them and run from them, they pass. They just lift.
1: You always come out on the other side. You know, the thing is, though, it takes, because you can't see Chuck, but I can. And he's kind of got a little furrow between his brows right now. And I think the hardest thing to understand with that is trusting that if you dive into grief or if you dive into anger or if you that you're going to come out on the other side and still be safe.
4: So true. That's that's where cultivating a relationship with a higher power is very helpful for many people. It's not necessary, but if you're looking for faith that the world is basically good on your side, you know. Mhm. That can really help. So, you know, oneness does not require you to believe in a God or anything at all. But I think that, you know, you're right. Faith is the issue.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I tell people all the time that I believe that the universe is benevolent, because I do. Um, And they give me the weirdest looks or just, you know, like... Tell me flat out, well, you're really naive. That's a naive worldview. But that's I'm not talking about the world. I'm not talking about the physical world I'm living in. I'm talking about the universe, and my soul is always safe. Now, my body may not always be safe. I'm not going to stand in the middle of the road and go, the universe is a benevolent place as a truck bears down on
5: me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be bad, Karen.
5: (laughs) Well, good
1: news, it's not in the works.
0: (laughs) Oh, good. That's good.
1: But but no so but people it's hard and maybe maybe you can say something to help people understand that that the universe is benevolent and that your soul is safe your body may not always be but your soul always
4: is. That's yes, that's a very difficult one for many people, um, and and the body has its own built-in mechanism actually. As a uh, shamanic practitioner. What I do is, is a, like, very ancient, hundreds of thousands of years old technique called soul retrieval. Oh, uh huh. So what that is, is, um, and this is practiced all over the world, um, though most people in the U.S. have never heard of it. But the idea being that when you have terrible trauma, a part of your spirit can disconnect to survive the experience. So say you are run over by a truck, you know, um, a part of you goes numb to survive it. That's like a built-in mechanism. Right. Um, Soul retrieval comes about because the parts get stuck out there, and then you begin to feel stuck where you're um, repeating a pattern over and over, and you can't get beyond a certain state. That's because you've lost, you know, these parts that left to survive. So it's a, a survival mechanism. So we we have that as humans.
1: Yeah, I've had that. And actually, can't it, um, and I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think we live uh, as humans thousands and thousands of lives. So can't it be from past lives, too, where, I mean, yeah, we're, we're parts. I, I actually had somebody do the soul retrieval with me, and it was really powerful.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yes, and many times it's from past lives, or it could even be from the womb when you're in your mm-hmm. mother's
5: womb. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, yeah, we, we carry all of this into the next lifetime. And, um, you know, like the, the Vedic word might be karma. Yes. You know, we carry karma from our ancestors embedded in our DNA. All of this trauma contributes
0: who we are. Well, here, here's here's a question. If um, if all right, So we're talking about uh, the, the one that's blessing or Deeksha to help us become our authentic self. Uh, and it's more about uh, who we are, our souls. If we then reincarnate and come back, does what we have done with that and say my body now is Chuck and I come back is billy bob or whatever does that does that negate do i have to go through that again do i have to you know what i mean oh definitely
4: yeah definitely we carry learning we carry growth and transformation okay the next life so yeah stay on the path everything we do to awaken now is a long-term benefit not just to us but to future generations and to our ancestors because of of you know what we carry in ourselves
0: mm-hmm. that and, consciousness. You're, and, and you were saying that sometimes while we're doing this uh I guess we a better lack like, of word techniques to get to where we we're, we're have the oneness. Sometimes at certain points, sometimes we not it might not be our path at that time, so it won't take. Or I mean, it'll still help us, but it won't be like we've gotten all the way to the other end. I guess is to say, does that make sense? Am I making any sense?
4: Yeah, um, oneness teaches that we are all awakening now. I mean, we are in this age of awakening whether it comes sooner or later for each individual will you know it's not something that can be predicted Mm -hmm. um, because everyone's got their right timing but in general the consciousness of the world now has been lifting um since 2012 we we supposedly passed into this new age the golden age okay Uh, that was when the mayan calendar ended Hmm. And everyone thought it was going to be the end of the world. (laughs) Not everyone, but some people thought that. Some of us didn't. (laughs) But it it was the end of one phase, one age, and the beginning of another. And so this is the time, and awakening is spreading. Spreading like wildfire all over the world. So we are blessed in this lifetime to be living now. You know. Degree. Yeah, but we've lived in
1: all those other times too.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're right. We paid our dues <laughs> as well. <laughs> <Tark> our <So>, cages.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, by talking about this and doing this, um, you you know you state that it changes the shifts in, uh, in relationships, work, health, prosperity, stuff like that. Is it because? Our mindset changes, so that just alters everything else? Is that, is that what we're pretty much making that statement as?
4: Well, it's it's basically, I guess, that, but it's a consciousness shift. And it's, a, it's an experiential difference. Um, healing your relationships, you know, that topic alone is is complex but basically you have to walk in someone else's shoes to really get them Mm -hmm. you know you you can say oh yes i i strive to be compassionate i strive to be forgiving but often as we've seen that those are just words
1: yeah the brain is the the thought is sometimes different or is always different than the experience isn't it
4: right so what happens when your consciousness starts changing, your experiences change. And this is also part of what um, the oneness phenomenon, uh, the dictatorship de- phenomenon, is bringing to the world. There are some other aspects that I talk about in the book, which I, I really, um, you know, I encourage people to read, to understand more clearly, because I interview many people in the book who share Mm -hmm. their personal experiences and it, it illustrates much better what I'm talking about but basically the sacred is permeating everything more and more as your consciousness shifts you stop feeling so separate so your heart is opening to more the people in your life, you're you're not making up stories about them. You're having actual communication, heart to heart. As as this heals, your prosperity heals. Your um, uh, abundance heals because what is abundance? Abundance is a consciousness. It really is. And, you know, people have been saying that and writing about it for years now, you know, as you think so it will be. Well, it's really as you're conscious so it will be. So if you begin to see that everything in your life has a purpose, everything has happened in its right time, in its right place, in its right way, even if it didn't feel good at the time, but it's led to other things. And so you begin to live this flow that doing yoga is, is striving to be in the flow. These are ancient concepts, ancient experiences, but now they're becoming available to us. Um, that you, you know, you're you're more connected. Interestingly enough, the Internet has been a part of very physically making this true. Yes. Look at look at us talking all yeah.
1: over the country. Yeah. We definitely so. Yes. Yeah. Um so I have another question from chat. Surprisingly, it's from Bob again, but Bob is <laughs> oh my always God. Full of, I know, but Bob is always full of great questions. And what he wants to know is what is supposed to happen when we all awaken? Won't there still be people that need to work on their karma? Yeah. We're,
4: you know, karma Karma comes so thick and so pervasively through everything. Um, There is the karma of your ancestors that you inherit. There is the karma of your country. You know, the thousands of years of civilization has brought karma. So awakening is the first step in creating better karma. You, you're still going to be doing what they call the inner work. Mm-hmm. You know, one is calls it the effortless effort to make your relationships right, to set right your karma.
0: Interesting. Now, now, I have a question about about your book and in connection to. Um, so say someone picks up your book, um, as far as the oneness blessing is concerned, do you need, I mean, do, I mean, it's a weird way to say it, but do you need a healer like yourself or someone comparable or by reading the book, can you understand it yourself and heal yourself or, you know what I'm saying? Or can you
1: just, like, walk through a cloud of it accidentally one day?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what I'm saying. Can you read it and understand it maybe and try to... Are there techniques you can do for yourself? Or do you need to go to someone to actually help you go through it? I guess that's easy way to say that.
4: Okay. Well, the book helps you understand the teachings and the big picture of awakening. But... You know, you can't just read about it. Many people have told me, reading the book, they feel Diksha coming through it. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that, because the Diksha is embedded through the words of these very awakened people that I interviewed. But, so there is that. You know, I haven't heard anyone say I awakened from reading the book. What I direct people to do is connect with the phenomenon itself and it's incredibly available on the internet even there are people and they are called oneness meditators it's another thing another part of the phenomenon they actually transmit energy through a gaze that can help awaken as well you can find these people all over the world there's listings of when they share the oneness meditation through their eyes you can tune them in at 2 in the morning if you want, coming from Europe, and receive Diksha that way, mm-hmm. a form of Diksha. Dikshas all over the world. You can find, and I give resources in the book for locating this, you can find Diksha circles in your area or, you know, fairly close. Mm-hmm. Some parts of the country have a huge abundance of them, like California for some reason. Um, In other more remote parts, it's going to be a little farther and few between. But you can still get it on the internet. Mm -hmm. So you have to engage with the teachings and the experience. Okay. There are courses that the specially initiated blessing givers, the Diksha givers have Mm -hmm. attended that initiated them. You know, just like if I wasn't initiated in Reiki, I couldn't just beam energy at you and call it Reiki necessarily. <laughs> ray <Right. laughs> I would be beaming some energy at you, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but not that particular strain that ray, I think right. you might want to call it. Um same with the oneness blessing. Mm-hmm. So um it's spreading though. And, and um, like I said, it's readily available on the internet.
1: Even well, I just put I just downloaded your book onto my Kindle, so yay! <laughs>
4: Great, yes.
0: Well, that was fast.
4: <laughs> well,
1: I have <laughs> a little time during the show to do these kinds of things. Yeah, you know,
0: I want to. I, I definitely want to read it. I would like to talk to her some more off air too, but you know, oh, that's yeah. my own
1: Well, so let's um, since this just we were talking about the book, I think it's time to shamelessly self promote. So go for it.
4: (laughs) All right. Well, buy the book. You can order the book or the Kindle version on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. It's in many bookstores.
1: And it's called?
4: Uh, And it's it's called The Oneness Blessing, uh, subtitled How Diksha Can Help You Become Your Authentic Self, Heal Your Relationships, and Transform the World. You can also go to my website, which is www.fromtheheartcenter.com, fromtheheartcenter.com, and you will find much more about all this and links to purchase the book. And um, in the book, like I said, there's resources. You can go to um, oneness.com events.org and find Diksha circles near you based on whatever country or city you're in and the internet listings of the oneness meditation so it's readily available but start by buying the book and reading it
1: <laughs> okay that, go ahead Chuck
0: No, I was just say that's what I'm going to do I'm yeah gonna okay it. I'm gonna start reading. well
1: uh, it's, it's, it's on my, it's on my Kindle. So as soon as I finish the, uh, novel I'm reading, that's what I'm heading on to. Um, so Paula, I want to thank you for your work because it's really fabulous that you do it. I mean, and, and for the years of healing work and the shaman work and all of that that you've done. Um, you know, it's, it's much needed in this world, I believe. And thank you also for coming on the show. You've been just an amazing guest. A lot of, yes. in- very interesting to talk to, very enlightening
0: yes definitely thank you
4: so much thanks karen chuck cheryl really appreciate being on this show
1: all right hey if you write another book let cheryl know we'll have you come back on and we can have more conversation sounds great all right thanks thank you all. good night
0: all right, paula. Good night,
1: paula good night so chuck yes you were giving me looks
0: what do you mean, looks? I don't like,
1: come, like, uh, like, huh, maybe I need to be listening to this.
0: Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh Yeah, it's kind of weird that we happen to have a show that talks about the stuff that happens to be, uh, has a lot to do with uh, different things, but especially something mentally, I guess, or emotionally that I'm going through that could actually maybe help. So I just found it kind of interesting how it all kind of fit like that. So
1: isn't it funny how life is like that, Chuck?
0: Yeah, life just seems to throw crap at you all the time. You know, it's I not know.
1: crap; it's it's all good.
0: I know, I know. So no, in the hood. I'm definitely. I, well, I have her website like written down, but I'm definitely going to get a hold of her to see if maybe, uh, you know, she could help me out a little.
1: There you go. Hey, Cheryl.
0: <laughs> I, I caught her again.
1: Ready. I should be ready.
0: Let's yeah. just start talking about Bigfoot penises again. Forget Cheryl.
1: Oh, now she has to edit this part of the show Thanks, too. Chuck. See,
0: <laughs> I'm making sure it stays in. <laughs> yes, yeah, Cheryl.
3: Yes. Wow. I'm I'm sorry. I was just like kind of like transfixed on thinking about the show and and everything that we t- you yeah. Good talked about Paula.
0: That was and, really yeah, yeah. That was. I quite was,
3: a, quite enjoyed it.
0: And I thought I thought I would not understand it but I but it, it, it's well, I quite underst- yeah. I it, 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 I quite get it you know mm-hmm. so
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, at its at, at its most basic it's actually quite simple it's it's so simple it's shocking that we don't understand it intuitively from the minute we're born
0: well, I just Or maybe we do well, I just freaked out when we did the little session there um because, I mean, I've tried to meditate. And I, I swear to God, I've tried to do all this stuff, and all this, just blah, 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 blah in my head, and nothing happens. And also, I'm like, I'm trying to meditate. And I'm thinking about work, and I'm thinking about this. And it's like, but for some reason, it just all just kind of went whooshed. Just for that 30 seconds. That's
1: good. Well, and, and you know, that's that's the only way that we would allow 30 seconds of dead air on on the show, really, (laughs) which goes against absolutely every fiber of all of our beings. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) because as
0: soon as I heard science, I was like, should I talk? Should I talk? And I'm like, no, Chuck, you're supposed to be meditating and relaxing. So shush.
1: Shush. You did good. Yeah, you didn't blurt anything out
0: no were I, you like
1: I, peeking through with one eye open to see if we had our eyes closed
0: <laughs> no i told myself now chuck when the silence comes don't talk and do what you're told because <laughs> it's part fart, of the don't show fart, don't yeah fart, don't fart. <laughs> so and hopefully the hopefully the um the the listeners whether they're you know coming forward later you know when they hear this recorded or the people that are listening now i hope maybe they got something out. Of it. i'd be curious to know if they got something out of it so you can yeah. just type in chat if you did right now yeah have definitely a couple minutes
1: yeah, definitely. So um, while we're doing that, yeah. Cheryl. Oh, she she knew this time. I didn't catch her off guard. I she knew what was prepared, coming.
3: Prepared, prepared. I tell you. Um, next t- next Thursday, July second. Please join us on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark because we are going to be talking about Bigfoot in a good way. <laughs>
0: I'm not saying it.
1: I don't. Wait, what makes Big you think foot. that penises are negative?
0: Uh, see, I didn't say it. She did it now. I mean, oh, going to kill I us. I'm going to be
1: busy she
3: editing. Is... My gosh. Thanks a lot. You guys must I want know. me to work, work, work. work. <laughs> no, we're going to be talking to Barb Shoup, Bigfoot witness and evidence collector. And for, from what mm-hmm. I understand from uh, our friend Patty
1: Valdez, she is pretty amazing. That's what Patty says. So that's going to be exciting. We get to talk about Bigfoot. Patty, Wait, Patty recommended her to the show. Does yes.
0: Does she like? Does I don't want to say. I was just going to say, does she hunt Bigfoots? But I mean, does she go yeah. up? Fielding? Oh, yeah. She's oh. a
1: field researcher. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, right. Cool. Yeah. You know who's going to be really, really jealous about that one? Mm-hmm. Rick. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: Rick loves him some Bigfoot.
0: Uh huh. I'm, some- I'm not gonna, she say it.
1: Bigfoot, <laughs> I'm not gonna say.
0: He loves some doesn't he? I'm not gonna say
1: because of his small
0: things. Oh my gosh. No, but I, I, no, I actually, this is cool because I never got the chance to talk to anybody about. Bigfoot person. Well, I, t- no, I, no, I didn't. I talked to Chad Lewis once on my show, but it wasn't about Bigfoot. It was about the, f- the flying monster thing that we had on their show. It was in the dark radio thing. So, but, uh, cause he's another person we should probably get on this show cause he talks about all the different, like the Beast of Brer Road and all those different things. I think it'd be kind of cool. It's a little change yeah. up. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and also Cheryl. Yes.
3: Are we, are we on break after that? Well, we are. There's a potential that, um, that July ninth, we will have a show, but it depends on if we get a pre-recorded next week that uh, right. that we had planned. Because if we get the pre in then we'll have uh, a show on July ninth to air that pre-record. True. Um, if not, we will be on hiatus from July ninth through the twenty-third, and then Ooh. back at the end of July. July. Let's see. That show is July thirtieth with the psychic lawyer
1: Mark. Anthony. Oh, that'll be fun.
3: Yeah. Well, you
1: know, we all need we all need a little break every once in a while to sort of ref- refresh and renew.
0: Well, I didn't know about any of this. See, this is all... you
1: didn't know that we were going on hiatus.
0: Oh, no, no one tells me
1: anything. We've talked about it on the air. I, I,
3: I don't
0: I when think. You're talking we talked on about this.
1: Yeah, didn't we?
3: I apologize if we yeah, didn't, but I thought do. We, we did. we talked about oh. it on the
1: air several times. Oh
0: yeah, no, no, uh ah, uh, uh. yeah, I wrote it down. Yes. Maybe
1: it was when you weren't here. Oh.
3: It might have been.
0: Yeah, See. even when I was at first ward schoolhouse. You guys talked about it. We might then I have heard it.
3: Oh my gosh, yes. Chuck! I thought well, I told you. Go. Surprise!
0: I'm, sorry. Folks. I'm, I'm I'm being told I'm not, put on a hiatus. There you go. Silence, um, Chuck. I, I
1: also I also heard a rumor that that there's a magazine in the making. Well, it's actually
3: online. It's Ooh, actually oh, it's already
0: been yes. cooked and out and
3: ready to go. Ready to go. Yes. Um, our latest issue, it's actually called the June 2015 issue, is online now at paranormalunderground.net or on magcloud.com. Just search Paranormal Underground. And for anyone who would like to take a little peek at the magazine, email me at editor at paranormalunderground.net that you would like a free PDF and I will email it to you because I love you.
0: Oh, that was so nice. Well, there's Tell so much love here today. To
3: what's in the, What's in the magazine, Cheryl? Oh, magazine! I have that prepared, actually, if you can believe that. Ah, mm-hmm. um, see? Um, yeah! Yes, Do yes, it. yes. Um, well, we profile Lori McDonald, alien abduction researcher, and Lori has been on our radio show here recently, in the, during the past, uh, what, couple months, and so we, we get a little more in-depth, and, and she really reveals a lot of interesting things in this Q&A, so check that out. We also profile Ghost Searchers Ireland, and then, um, as far as other interesting topics, we have uh, the Haunted Queen's Head Hotel, an article on cattle mutilations, a little look at the beast of, I don't even know how to pronounce this, to be honest with you, the beast Macation, of Bray Road. Macation Airport. What's oh, that? Um, and then we also take a look at Fordian phenomena. Uh, let's see, William Becker wrote about connecting psychically with artwork on his travels abroad.
0: Oh, that's cool.
3: And then we also have uh, a a series that we have part one in this issue that our good friend Karen wrote on the role of the metaphysician in afterlife studies. So check that out, part one. Uh. Check that out. And then we have so many other things, common banishing techniques. Uh, We have some personal experiences, uh, five things you must know before attending a paranormal conference, and more and more and more.
5: I, I would, what, why, well, what
3: do you need to know to, to go to a paranormal
5: conference? Yeah. You need
3: to know fi- at least five things. I think. Wear t
1: shirts. That's not on the list. <laughs> My list would have been very different, <laughs> clearly.
0: Have a t shirt with a cool logo. Pack snacks. Be you sure go. to go yes. to the
1: after party. Not on the
3: list. Be respectful
0: of all the people talking.
1: That's probably yeah. on the list. Use your inside voice. <laughs> Unless you're a speaker, then use your outside voice.
0: I like that. Just, yeah, and unfortunately, there's no column by me because I got lazy. Th-
3: things like, look. no, you did. We mi- we missed your column, Chuck, but I we know. understand. Sorry, things I have like, a yeah, don't be shy. You know, ask questions. Take the opportunity to learn some other things. But that's that's kind of the gist of it.
0: There you go. I'll handle. Yes. Voila.
5: Wow.
1: All righty then. So that's exciting. So oh, check it out, paranormalunderground.net. One other thing, real
3: quick? Bob mentioned, which I think is is really interesting, is he submitted a dream about. Well, he didn't know if it was a dream. It was. It was a. Wait dream a minute! Or I a thought memory. he was wanted to be anonymous. Oh darn, he did, but he put it in the chat room. I'm sorry. Well, Bob, XXX. We don't <laughs> Bob know who Smith. Bob. Bob Johnson. Um,
1: From <laughs> Plano, Texas. <laughs> right. Nope,
3: that's
5: good. Not any relationship
0: any. to the Bob um, that we have in the chat room. No, no,
3: no. We, that, that's somebody else. Anyway, um, he, this this was potentially a dream, but potentially a memory, and he and he really didn't know, and it involved e- aliens, extraterrestrials, and so Karen gave her perspective on little footy jammies. If it was a dream, what what the dream would interpret into? But then Karen, you also thought it might have been a memory, not a dream.
1: I actually think it was a memory, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I do. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Interesting aliens. I never have dreams about aliens. I have weird dreams, but just not about aliens. I have usually dreams about I'm working somewhere. It's really weird. I don't understand why I'm always working at different places. Why are like-
1: you guys... You guys are... Oh, never mind. What's the matter? I I had to refresh in (laughs) the chat room because it kicked me out, and it started playing the thing, and so it sounded like Cheryl was talking at the same time as you, and then I realized it was just a chat room talking. I'm such a moron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, um, Cheryl, why do you shut up and let the other talk? What the heck is wrong with you two?
0: (laughs) Yes, Cheryl, what the hell? I I
3: just can't stop talking.
0: I I know. crazy woman.
3: Oh my god! I'm so embarrassed.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Karen. Yeah. Okay, We Karen.
3: understand.
1: Uh, <sighs> anyway, what? together.
0: There we well,
1: go. so I I did notice that there was uh, the the alien um, alien abduction article. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that somebody who would come on the show? What you mean the dream interpretation you did? No, no 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 Didn't the person who's on the cover you did an interview and she's, she she's, researches alien abduction she's been on the show a couple months
3: yeah. ago she has i see yeah, how yeah, we well you to listen her. to me
1: i just said was that like hear two minutes ago. oh sorry well that that was when you were talking over chuck
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah she was on the show don't you remember and it was you were saying it was all creepy and
1: oh okay yeah laurie well, yeah. wow. okay mm-hmm. yeah we've lost we've
0: scene. lost karen folks I'm sorry. We've
1: no. lost Karen. Well, this that's usually what happens about this time of night is that we we lose Karen for the evening with about you know, 8 minutes left to go <laughs> in the show.
0: That's okay. You know, what I need you I need Karen to do is sing a song cuz Karen hasn't sang a song in a while. I guess any, what any song
1: would you like me to sing? I don't
0: know, any kind of musical. You got a good musical? What kind of musicals do you like, Cheryl?
1: I like Cats.
0: There you go. Anything from Cats. Besides meow, meow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know,
1: you know. Um, if you've ever seen the wor- the movie Team America: World Police,
0: yes, I have. Yes,
1: yeah, they totally make some really obscene cats references. In
0: <laughs> well, I don't think that would be good because she didn't like the Bigfoot stuff, so I'd stay away from and that. And we
1: all say, "Oh well," and ever was there ever. <laughs>
0: There you go, so folks.
1: That's magical, Mister
0: Mustapha. Oh my God! You have to yeah. see the football, popping and moving left yeah. to right. It's awesome. Jazz hands.
5: Here you
0: go, girl. Oh, and the jazz hands. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you very much. Oh, that
1: was terrible. I'm such oh, a bad oh. singer. you
0: have, have to look at Cheryl's popping. I know. It's Apparently, Cheryl's in singing. my head,
1: the, the, the deeksha did, did, did nothing for my singing
0: voice. <laughs> I could okay. do, I could do some grease, you know. I got chills multiplying and I'm losing control. See, I could do that.
1: Has the power <laughs> you're supplying. It's
0: electrifying. Electrifying.
3: Oh, if you do could only see what I on. see on the webcam. I'm just, I'm in awe right now. I can't even participate. You know what you
5: should have
1: done is summer nights because we could have gone back and forth.
5: Oh, Bum,
1: bum, 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 You don't know it. Summer loving happened so fast. Oops, you saying the girl part and I saying the boy part. Did you take off your headphones? No, it isn't, man, a girl crazy for me mm. met a boy cute as can be oh
0: <laughs> yeah whoa head flip and everything
1: summer days drifting away it's like the one of those songs that you almost like come sail away where you have to sing it all the way to the end you can't stop
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay okay the chat room
1: thinks very far. you have gone off the deep end <laughs> Well, oh, and there are like 20 seconds delayed, so they haven't even heard Summer Nights yet.
0: Oh, yeah, it's coming, folks. Here it comes. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, hey, we can have a little fun. At least we're not talking about <clears throat> anymore. So, you know, I'm sure Shell would rather have us singing than talking about that. So there you go. There you I can
1: go. sing all the songs from um, America, Team America World Police if uh, there are a few that don't have profanities in them.
0: Yeah, say isn't it one of them like the F and F and F. And
1: America,
5: F, F. yeah. Don't <laughs> <People laughs>
1: say the mother F a day. America, F yeah.
0: That is the wackiest movie I have ever seen. I I couldn't stop laughing watching
1: it. Uh, puppet sex. Oh
0: uh, yeah, yeah. That was very awkward and really creepy. So so Chad
3: yeah. says, "Damn my ears," and Bob says, "So much for the energy transfer they got tonight." <laughs>
0: What are you talking about? We got it all back oh. now. Woo-hoo. We're feeling
3: great. <laughs>
1: and Jessica says you must have broken into the stash or something. Mm-hmm. I don't have to break into a stash, honey. It's legal here. It's
0: legal. Oh, it's
1: legal in Canada, isn't it too?
0: Is it legal in Canada? Jessica, is it legal in Canada? Type in be we... I don't. We
1: it's
0: don't... not legal here. It's not legal here, man. We have to do it underneath the, you know, underneath the darkened night and the corners. The street corners. That's what we gotta do. It. So, excuse me. I like the purchase some <clears throat> stuff, please. You know, what
1: we should do Chuck. You what? know what? One show, we should, just the whole show. We should do like a, an old-fashioned radio play. Oh, who knows of- what evil lurks in the heart of man? The shadow knows. I can't do the shadow laugh though. <laughs>
0: The shadow knows.
1: (laughs) That's pretty good. Wow. Probably nobody. Nobody knows. Probably everybody doesn't.
0: We could do the person Wells thing thing. thing when the aliens are attacking.
1: you know what? When I was in the seventh grade, in my extended, um, I was like in the gifted kids class. I know that's hard to believe, but I was. (laughs) Are
0: you saying gifted?
1: In the special class, and we we had to do a project that had to do with the depression because we were studying depression, and that's what my my friend. and I did as we did the we did a rebroadcast of the Orson Welles uh, War of the Worlds thing.
5: Oh, cool! Be cool, wow. be yeah,
1: cool. yeah, that was really
0: fun. Do you oh. like a-
1: once more with feeling. Which song? Oh,
0: God, well that's <laughs> that's once more with feeling. That would be buff- Which Buffy. Which one? Because once more with feeling. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we only have a couple minutes, oh. so it's time for me to go into my big spiel. Chuck froze on screen. Oh, there he's moving again. Thank God.
0: Okay, <laughs> he's walking. I'm, I'm voting.
1: Oh, I didn't moon, think Fellas that are in the mood.
0: Yeah, out. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
1: Let's get down to it or something like that.
0: Vogue. 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 <laughs> oh, I feel like Zoolander. Wow. Well, I, I wish you could see Karen right now. She is totally in this lock. I'm usually the one that loses it. I'm the guy just sitting there all calm while Karen's going Vogue with her hands around her face. What the hell is going on?
1: Well, I was kind of doing my Derek Zoolander at the same time. <laughs>
0: Oh, Lord.
1: Oh, and that's enough of that. So it's time.
0: All right, fine. All
1: right. So thank you, everybody. We had a really dignified conversation in between. Basically, two pieces of crap on either end. But the conversation in the middle was beautiful, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think we had fun. I like the pieces I, of crap. It's fun.
1: I like the pieces of crap, too. So thank you. Oh, Cheryl's now going to have to edit out the pieces of crap also. So thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark here on the Hazy Radio Network. Tune in next week, if you dare,
5: <laughs> 7
1: p.m. Pacific. 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. We'll probably sing some more, and who doesn't want to hear that? Okay. Thank you, everybody, and have a good night. Good night. Night.
0: If you'd like to be a on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place, or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something...